Let's pray. Lord, praise and honor unto thee. Thank you that you gave your son. Teach us this morning, Lord, by your spirit. Open our arms to those around us as you have opened your arms to us. In your name we pray. Amen. You're just like your dad. When I was a kid, that was the nicest thing somebody could say to me. Because my dad was my hero. He was a, a good father. Children, all my friends, our children, loved him. He could take a screaming baby and have them asleep within minutes, which meant that my wife loved him. He was an a honest, hard-working man. He was, he, he was known for his sense of humor, for the jokes he told, the silly poems he recited. I almost started to recite one for you, sorry. Nothing much ever really upset him. He could fix anything. He uh, remodeled two kitchens, different houses for my mom. And in fact, in one house in North Carolina, he remodeled the whole house on his own. He would do anything for you. If a friend needed him, he'd get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and go fix their air conditioner or their furnace. He was a generous person to a fault. And I wanted to be just like him. And sometimes when I compare myself with him, I, I get discouraged because I find myself falling short, at least of my image of my father. It's the nicest thing people could say to me was that knew him. You're just like your dad. And they're not just talking about my hairline. Now, the last several weeks, we've been, we've been talking about the vision statement of Fishers of Men, that Fishers of Men will be an open-armed family of believers focused on equipping the next generation of Christ. And based on God's Word, we've been asking the most Lutheran of questions, what does this mean? And as we've gone through these weeks of sermons, there's a theme that has popped up a couple of times, that being an open-armed family of believers means that we are to be Jesus with skin on, that people are to hear Jesus in our words, they are to see him in the life that we live. Well, Jesus takes us one step farther today. To be God's open-armed family means to be just like Dad, just like our heavenly Dad. I want you to listen to the text today, the, the gospel reading. I know it's a long one, already been read, but I'm going to read it again. Jesus is talking. He says, I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To the one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. 
And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. There you have it. A perfect description of an open-armed family. You and I would do well to take that vision statement and these verses and place them side by side on the door of your refrigerator. Imagine what fishes of men would be like if we lived these words. We don't. None of us do. Comparing ourselves to these words is going to have the same effect that it has on me when I compare myself to my dad. I fall short. We get discouraged. Because you see, these words perfectly describe our Heavenly Father, not you and me. His open arms are all over these verses. Love your enemies. As the Bible said, God shows his own love for us in this, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. All that he's done for us, all that he's given for us in Christ, there is no way you and I could ever pay him back for what he's done for us. You and I cannot outgive God. It's impossible. The God who made the world, the Bible says, and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. There's nothing that we can give him, nothing that we can pay back. Quite simply, he is able to do far more exceedingly abundantly than all we think or ask. You and I fall short of that. Apply these words to us. Lend, expecting nothing in return. I don't know about you, but when I lend something, I want it back. Whole, maybe more, maybe interest. Give to everyone who begs from you. I don't know about you, but I see somebody along the side of the road looking for a handout, and I sort of resent it, or I become suspicious the first thought is not charity. Love your enemies. Someone hurts me. I want to hurt him back. He is kind to the ungrateful. Well, how do you do with that? Any of you get upset when somebody, you do something for something and they don't say thank you? Ever wonder why didn't they even send a thank you card? You know, it says he's kind to the ungrateful and evil. That's us. To the one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. You know, the natural response is to hit back. 
Fight or flight. Not to turn the other cheek. How, where is there any hope for us to live out these worlds? Just one. Jesus. See, he's the one. He's the only one who's just like that. Just like our Heavenly Father. Throughout his life, he welcomed sinners and ate with them. They brought him a woman caught in adultery, and he forgave her. Malchus was one of the soldiers who came to, came to arrest him. Peter cut off his ear. Jesus healed him. They nailed him to a cross, and he prayed for those who drove the nails. Father, forgive them. He didn't just turn the other cheek. He was spit on, whipped, beaten, crowned with thorns, and crucified. He didn't just give up his tunic. The Bible says when they had crucified him, they divided their garments among them, all his garments, by casting lots. Jesus did all that because he loves us. And this is something you need to understand. In loving us, Jesus was loving his enemy. The Bible's real clear on this. While we were God's enemy, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. In loving Jesus, God has been kind. In loving us in Jesus, God has been kind to the ungrateful and the evil. He has named us sons of the Most High. That's what happened on the day you were baptized. Isn't that wonderful? You know, we started out, when we started this sermon series, we started out with the baptism of Jesus. And I talked to you about how at your baptism, God opened his arms to you, that you were buried in Christ's tomb, and then leaving your sins in his tomb, with his resurrection, Jesus called you out into his loving open arms. I, show, I shared with you that there's a reason why many churches put their baptismal font at the entrance or us right here in the aisle to say to one and all who comes here that sinners are welcome here, that here in this place, God's enemy are forgiven. Jesus is our one and only hope. And you know, as I, I thought about this, I thought to myself, why? What made my dad the way he was? And I thought about his mom, my grandmother, who was, Emma was one of the sweetest, um, kindest people I ever met. Very, um, very forgiving of a rambunctious and disobedient grandson. And you know, he grew up in a home seven brothers and sisters in the Great Depression. They had almost nothing. And yet, Grandma Braun was known for feeding anyone that showed up at her doorstep. Beggars, hobos, sitting on the front porch eating soup that Grandma made. And so it is that when I was a kid, one of my friends from a divorced family, where very often they didn't bother to set out a table for dinner, when he would show up at our house again and again at dinner time. Without speaking a word, Mom would get up, 
at another place. Dad would go and invite Leroy in. Dad was generous because he grew up in a home that was generous. Folks, that's what we're growing up in here, in our faith. See, here we are shaped by an open-armed father. It's the kind of house this is. Here, sinners are welcome because he welcomes sinners. Here, generosity is the norm because our Father in heaven is generous. Here, we eat with sinners because here, he eats with us. Be merciful, Jesus said, because your Father in heaven, or even as your Father, is merciful. You know, talk about how my dad lived and grew up in his mom's house. There's a word in the Bible that describes what this is. It's called the word abide. It means to stay and remain and live there. And he, Jesus tells us to abide in him and his word. See, it's as we abide that the Father shapes us. Abiding and remaining in our Father's house. Abiding in our Savior's love. Abiding daily in His Word. We are more and more shaped by Him. Abiding in our Savior's open arms. That's how we become an open-armed family of believers. That, my friends, is how we become just like Dad. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.